Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheap seat reviews. With over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Come on, throw in a buck. Uh-uh, I don't tip. You don't tip? No, I don't believe in it. You don't believe in tipping? Don't give me that. She don't make enough money, she can quit. Let me just get this straight. You don't ever tip, huh? I don't tip because society says I have to. All right, I mean, I'll tip if somebody really deserves a tip. If they really put forth the effort, I'll give them something extra. But, I mean, it's tipping automatically. It's for the birds. Again, and welcome to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 51, and we are watching Reservoir Dogs. I am Sean Ored, and joining me tonight is Chad, ear off the face, Evan. Ouch. Yeah, yeah, I know. What? What was I going to say? Hmm? <laughs> what was I going to say? I don't know. Um, <laughs> what, what were can we, you gonna... can we just talk about how clean that clean of a cut that was? It was a very clean. <laughs> cut. I mean, it was like surgical pre- surgical precision. And that guy was moving and everything. You know, it must have been hard. It must have had a ouch, a lightsaber or something. Zoom. Anyway, Cornelius. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my gosh. All right, sorry, Cornelius. Did you get fries with that, Logan? Yes, I did. And they were delicious. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, you even stop for drive-through and everything. I mean, what kind of bastard are you? Uh, just a cop in your car and your trunk, and it was a big, spacious trunk. Oh yeah. You know, I didn't realize that he Wait, stopped for fast food with a cop in his trunk. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's actually. Um, it's funny how this seems to happen. I seem to actually ask questions in my show notes, then I read the trivia, and they're answered. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that later, I hope, anyway. Uh, Sam, man, I'd hate to clean up that backseat of that car, Vector. <laughs> What's up with, with classic cars with blood in the backseats in Tarantino films? I you know I was thinking the same you know? thing. It's like the Sam Raimi thing where he has to have that, that yellow car that was his in yeah. all of his movies. Tarantino yeah. just says, God, I got a car, and it's got to be bloody as hell. But but you know what was missing in this Tarantino film? Ears. <laughs> Feet. Yeah, women's yeah. feet. Yeah, but there were no women. That's true. So, but there was he could one. Have fit, he could have fit one in there. There's <laughs> just literally a foot like hanging there. Yeah, off camera. Oh, look, a foot. No um, one Tarantino. That would be possible. I, yeah, it is kind of possible. So before we really dive, dive into the show, I just want to say thanks again to everybody that showed up last week to the live episode. We had a lot of fun. The movie was terrible, and we all had a good time laughing at it. Um, no one threw anything at us during the live episode, which is good. The video will be posted on YouTube very soon. It's a very large file. It's HD, so it's a very large file. So we'll get it up there real soon. Um, so thanks again, and and Sam will put the link up on the uh, on the on the website. To our if you YouTube ask page. nicely, um, um, me or the the listeners, you oh yeah, so, you. Uh, please. Um, there, that's better. Also, just wanted I mean I forgot last week and all the kind of hubbub and the happenings of last week. Um, last week we celebrated our one year anniversary of being a podcast on January 10th, 2014. We got our acceptance letter from iTunes saying, Hey, you guys, you, can, don't... you guys are good to go. And so, uh, 
That's pretty. Well, I don't know if they said good, but <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they you probably guys are. are you guys are enough. acceptable to go. There you go. That's more like it. Actually, just says, just go. Just, just, just go. Just, just go. Fine. You know, it's like that girl that after you like the sixth time you've asked her out, she finally just says, "Fine." Yeah. If it'll get you to stop, if it'll get you to stop, and I get a free meal out of it. Fine. So. Uh, but yeah, so, but I eat the meal because I'm, you know. I'm well, yeah, sure. you're still gonna eat. Um, so I'll yeah, eat her meal. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, last week was our, our our one year anniversary. So that's very very cool, and we are excited as well. Um, again, yeah. So this this episode, however, is not about that. It's about this movie called Reservoir Dogs, 1992's Reservoir Dogs. Uh, though there are no dogs in this movie except for that one. So there was a, is there a reservoir? There is no reservoir. There's a warehouse, and there was a dog, but the dog wasn't real, right? The dog was part of a story that wasn't real. That's true. That is true. So was the dog actually there? So no. I'm sure it's a pretty pretty real dog. I mean, it wasn't like a CGI mm-hmm. dog. I mean, I know true. it was a physical, actual dog on set, but like in like, the in the in the midst of the story, it wasn't a real dog. So I'm gonna say there's no dog. Yeah, I can't believe they held the dog hostage and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this early, huh? This early, and okay. They, they put a gun to its head. I know, and I was like, seriously, man, why? Why are you messing with the dog? I, I just don't understand. I mean, Quentin Tarantino is usually nice to dogs. I just, oh, here, here's a clip. I mean, you, I mean, this this huh? happened in the movie. If you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really mad. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. We are. Five minutes. I think that's a record. Yeah, five minutes in, and we've already played that part. I've been uh, I've been progressively trying to figure out how to get in soon. uh, The dog. There was a dog opening. I had no choice. Mister Mister White then said, "I don't uh, think you understand. These boys killed my dog." Yeah, and uh, and then that cop, while he was getting his ear ripped off, said, "I am the law." So I mean, (laughs) actually, he didn't say anything because he. (laughs) He said, "Yeah, that's pretty much all he said." Um. And then, and then once he ripped off that gap, that duct tape, he then said, uh, "I do not like you." There you go. That's pretty much everything I've got to play. <laughs> now that so you've folks. got that out of your system, uh, Sean, there was what, what this, was this movie we were watching? It was um. You can't keep a good robot down. That's no, not what it was. There were no robots in this film. <laughs> no, no, yes, there was. Uh, okay, there wasn't. Oh, was, uh, Madsen, he was a robot because he could. Never mind. Uh, I didn't think he was a very good actor, but that's okay. Uh, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what Catherine thinks at this moment. Catherine, take it away. Oh, and this is a healthy Catherine, by the way. A, a healthy Catherine. Reservoir dogs. After a simple jewelry heist goes terribly wrong, the surviving criminals begin to suspect that one of them is a police informant. That's right. And that's the movie. And that's the movie. That's the plot. Literally. That's all yep. of it. Um, simple, of, uh, darn simple. Oh, I was gonna say, out, out of fifty of these, fifty-one of these, um, we got one right finally from uh, IMDb. IMDb actually did really well. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking of the fifty-one movies that we've done now. This is probably the simplest plot to understand. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, name it's the, pretty straightforward. Tell me the plot of Star Crash. Anyone? You know, I mean, David like ex- exactly. Uh, some things happened, and there was some. Uh, he was juggling some light beams at one point. Yeah, like he. Uh, yeah, no one knows. Human torpedoes. Right. I mean, <laughs> uh, exactly. Um. So 
Chad. Um, Hi. Hey, buddy. Uh, so, have you seen it before? Right? We're at this part. Yeah. So, have you seen it before? What did you think? First impressions, go. Okay. So, this is the first time I've seen this movie, and uh, I kind of hang my head in shame because this is the first time I've seen it. I've wanted to see it for a, such a long time because of its uh, its connection to Pulp Fiction, which I, I really like. Um and there are a couple. There are some similarities in the in the storytelling and the, you know, the moving back and forth for the, uh, you know, understanding timeline. the char- different characters in the timeline. Um, but I, I wanted to really, I wanted to like this movie so much, but I, I couldn't get over how, I mean, the plot was just so straightforward and really, there there there's not much to it. I mean, yeah, we kind of understand there's not it's not really a character a character study it's not necessarily a you know it's not necessarily a shoot 'em up even though lots of shooting did go down but most of it off screen there was quite a bit of corn syrup used in this uh well, in yeah. this film a lot of bright red blood yeah yes and um not not what you would normally suspect from you know, bleeding out a lot of blood. And by the way, <laughs> as, as long as that blood stayed on the ground, nothing started to dry. That's kind of disturbing. Well, the whole scene was, most of the scenes were disturbing. But There's, there's actually <laughs> some great trivia about that that I didn't put down, but he, he laid in that, Tim Roth laid in that blood so long that it actually, uh, a couple times it actually kind of congealed and they had to like rip him up like Velcro. Off the ground, oh, God. and it took minutes to do that. <laughs> and we could just imagine him just like, you know, that's a weird sound. But anyway, oh, that was delicious. It sounded awful. Um, kind of like that. Kind of see Hannibal Lecter in the background. Like, Ooh, soup. <laughs> you know, <laughs> an omelet or something. Chad, were you done? I, I was. I will say that I, I like the guy that played Mr. Pink. I can't remember his Steve name. Bashimi. Steve Bashimi. I think yes. that he's. I think that he's a great creepy oh yeah and he his character in this case wasn't necessarily creepy um but he does play a really good creepy guy yeah he just got the eyes for it he's a weird dude i don't know how you could be married to that guy anyway but i'm sure his wife is a lovely person oh oh one more thing yeah i really just wanted to punch tarantino in the face (laughs) just that just that brief little He's only on screen for a few moments, but you want to hit him. But I really wanted to like hit him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really wanted to come through the fin- come through my iPad and just punch him right in the face. I don't know if what it is, but every time I see him on screen in in one of his own movies, I want to do that too. Okay, like, so it's not just me. It's not just you. Like I in in Desperado, which we watched on this uh, episode, the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't care because it wasn't one. It wasn't his movie, but his character was kind of a funny dude. Like he's not being his yeah. typical kind of a hole self. But like in um, Pulp Fiction. Well, yeah, in Pulp Fiction, I definitely wanted to. And then in what's oh, that yeah. that movie? Um, Django Unchained. Uh, he deserved what he got. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there was another movie that he was in that I wanted to repeatedly punch him. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Oh, Dust Till Dawn. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, that movie I definitely wanted to. Anyway, for different reasons, though, because he's just 
He's have any of the four of you, three of you guys, seen that movie? Just hold on. Yeah. Parts, yeah, mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, George Clooney and him. Um, the movie is a, it's a weird movie. Basically, it's like a Tarantino movie at about the halfway point, and then the rest of the movie is like a, a Robert Rodriguez film. Yeah. So, like the first part is like psychological thriller. You know, Clooney and Tarantino are on the run from the cops, and they're going to meet Cheech Marine at this bar called the Titty Twister, and. <clears throat> Yeah, and um, what's his name? Um, Tarantino is like he's a psychopath. I mean, he literally is a psychopath. And they they um, well, this is kind of spoilerish, but whatever. Um, he they the, 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 in order to escape the cops, they kidnap this uh, this woman and her car or whatever. And then they they uh, George Clooney's like, hey, you two stay here in the hotel. I'm going to go find us another ride to get down to the to the place. And Tarantino is like being all weird and like stroking her hair and whatever. And then like when George Clooney comes back, like the whole a part of the whole hotel is just covered in blood. And anyway, he's a psycho. Anyway, Corny, Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I do not like. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I've seen. I've seen the scene where they. Uh, where, where Harvey Keitel and Tim Roth get there the first time, uh, or sorry, when they first arrive to the uh, the warehouse, I've seen that scene a hundred times, and that's the only part of the movie I've ever seen hmm. until today or until yesterday. And so, uh, first thoughts of the whole movie: it's definitely a Tarantino film, and I like that. Um, as again, simple as a plot as you can make it. Um, in, in all honesty, I kind of like the idea of story meet this person story meet this person story and i like that because you necessarily get invested in the character but you actually know what's going on and holy crap i mean jeez. but anyway um this is this is kind of the film you need to see just because it's it's different and, and uh, i like it great um sam uh you know it's been a long time since i've seen it um and i actually forgot most of it including uh, Mr. Orange and his his uh, what he did or what 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 he was, um, so that was gen- a genuine shock to me um, when when it was revealed. Um, and uh, you know, we keep saying how simple this film is, and and I think that's kind of the beauty of it. Really, it's just this this really simple plot, but it's it's all about the conversations. And I know we've talked about the Tarantino style writing. And how some of us really enjoy it, and some of us don't. Um, I'll be interested to hear your your opinion on that, Sean. Just because I know the parts of Pulp Fiction you were uh, you were bored to death in, but um, it was I thought in terms of tone and pacing, this was a pretty darn good movie. Um, there were genuine moments of shock. There were genuine moments of. Uh, you know where where you felt for these characters. My God, I mean, it looked painful. When he get the gut, when Mister Orange had the gut shot, I mean, it you could almost feel it. And and when the guy got his ear cut off, it was you know it's just hard to bear. And uh, it was it's just I I enjoy it. It's not the it's not my favorite movie, and I probably won't watch it again for a while. But it's it's a decent flick, and I kind of agree with uh, I can't remember if it was Corny or Sean that said it. You know, something you should see just to get the the flavor of Tarantino when uh, 
when he was young. What is that? And, uh, yeah. I, I definitely movies. hear you on that, Sam. The flavor um, of Tarantino. What oh, is that? That's a, that's a, is that a, this is the question we should all answer. Is that feet? The flavor. <laughs> it tastes like fl- feet, right? Little, taste a little feet. bit of toe jam. Feet and um, shame. 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 I also kind of think of it as as like like sweaty feet. Like every time yeah. I think of Tarantino, because everyone is sweating always. Yeah, you know. Whether... Yeah, he's he has something for bodily fluids. Oh, oh, I mean, yeah. even I mean, did any anybody else think that when the guy got the duct tape over his mouth, I, I figured he was just going to suffocate because there was so much crap in his nose and he was spitting out so much blood out of his nose. I, I figured he was just going to suffocate. It probably was actually hard yeah. to actually act, and and in real life that might be a you know that might suck too. But I yeah. think I think being burned alive would probably be more. Uh, worse way to go. I don't know. Maybe not. They, they both sound pretty awful. Well, I think that whole scene right there with the ear getting cut off. I think that was you know uh, eerily depressing and uh, <laughs> eerily. Oh, oh man, that was good. Jeff. You, get, you get points. But for I definitely, but I definitely hear you on that end, Sam. Okay. So <laughs> this was the first time I had seen it. I like Chad. Um, uh, I put this on my list of shame. Um, okay. I, I, I knew nothing about this film. It's not that I didn't watch it because I didn't want to. I didn't watch it because I didn't know what it was. I didn't know anything about <laughs> it. I kept getting this movie in the usual suspects confused. What? Just because, literally because the posters are similar. And that's the only okay. reason why. Because it's like, you get, oh, yeah, yeah. because you got like five dudes hanging out. And the other, the other one, you got five dudes hanging in a, in a lineup. You know, okay. I, that's the only reason. I just I missed this movie completely somehow in the '90s. Um, so I just I didn't really know anything about it. So watching this, I was completely fresh-eyed. I within the first 38 seconds of the movie, I knew it was a Tarantino film instantly. Uh, and so I was just like, all right, well, I'm just gonna tuck in for some f bombs, some <laughs> some some racial things, and uh, and here we go, and some violence, and all three of those things we got. Very quickly. Um, yeah, well, we got the first two definitely in the first uh, 15 minutes, and then the violence came a little later. Um, but this is ranked 77th of IMDb's top 250. Yeah. Wow. And uh, mm. and I I don't know if I agree, but I, I can kind of see it. Uh, so to continue with the theme of what we've been talking about, it, it is a simple plot. And I agree with you, Sam. I think that's what makes it great, is that he's not... Well, one, because Tarantino was very new at this. I mean, like we said, I yep. think this might have been his directorial debut. This was a super low-budget film. In fact, he almost didn't have the money to make what we saw. He he had the script, uh, and he was going to do um, basically just like him and some buddies and like a, wow. you know, in a 16-millimeter camera, and that was going to be it. Um, I don't know what my best friend's birthday is, but that was the only thing he has in front of it. Uh, I don't know if it's a film or not. It's Mickey's birthday, and his ex girlfriend just let him, left him. So that's when he, I can't read. So that's when his <laughs> friend Clarence shows him a birthday he'll never forget. Uh, whatever. So anyway, dear penthouse. So drinking buddies. So drinking. <laughs> yeah. But with Tarantino, <laughs> it sounds terrible. Um. Anyway, uh, what the heck was I saying? Um, so anyway, his first movie could be uh, yeah, 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 money and yeah. So literally, it was just going to be like him and some pals. And uh, Harvey Keitel actually was like, "Nope, you're gonna, we're, I'm gonna, we're gonna put some money together." So Car- Car- 
Harvey Keitel actually produced this, helped produce it, and actually like tripled the budget just by him signing on. Um, again, it was still like a super low budget, uh, budget of, yeah, yeah. So I think he had about 50 grand to do this movie. And then Keitel says, nope, here's a hundred, here's, here's 1.2 mil. And so they shot this whole film on one point, this whole movie for 1.2 million. Wow. I mean, like the scenes when they're in the street, they couldn't afford cops to block the street. So they literally just had to wait when it was green lights. You know, like they couldn't, you know what I'm saying? So that's actually really cool. So I was actually reading the trivia and a lot of the trivia actually made me appreciate the movie more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay. like, um, I appreciate what they did to make the movie. Kind of like when we, when you kind of go back and re-examine Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, when Nathan emailed us in and was like, hey, you know. This was a thing that the director did kind of on his own. He was working on his computer and stuff. And you kind of like watch the film that way and kind of go, I kind of kind of see why, you know, that's kind of cool. You know, doesn't make it a better film, but it makes the experience a little bit different. And so I look back at this movie after reading the trivia, go, that's really kind of cool. And it's groundbreaking. And for 92, this movie was was pushing boundaries, obviously. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the F-bomb had been used a lot. And we had had torture scenes on film. But... This this torture scene is rated like number one all time on like every person's list ever, which is weird. Really? Literally, I was yeah. looking at a bunch of different lists of things about this movie, and in the talking about a depressing list, right, let's right. go look through movies to find the best torture scene. But it's like ranked like number one for some reason. Well, um, think about it this way: I mean, it is actually kind of a believable set of torture. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's nothing. It's obviously no. Not Bond kind of a thing, you know, James Bond, not like bondage. It's uh-huh. not like a, you know, it's not James Bond where the bad guy puts a laser in the room and then leaves. You know, it's it's clearly Madsen, uh, Mr. What's his face? Dingleberry. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Blonde. I'll be, I'll be a Huckleberry. Yep. Um, he, he's clearly a psychopath. I mean, yeah. he's nuts. And it shows really, uh, not early, but like in this, it, it definitely shows... I mean, there was no reason to do those things to that cop other than to do those things to that cop. Yep. You know? Because he says it in the movie. He's not going to tell us anything. You know? So that's when <laughs> So that's when Jumpsuit Eddie was like, I'm, we're going to go. And then he's like, you just stay here with him. And then he's like, okay, no problem. And then did anybody went, else notice the stuff he did say wasn't, the, wasn't right? You know, he, he at one point he mentioned, you know, he's only been on the force for for six weeks or something like that. And when, when he's finally talking to Mr. Orange, he's talking about how, you know, he saw him six months ago at so-and-so and, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I I found that. He's on on the force for, what was it? I thought he was said eight months. I thought it was eight months too. Yeah. Eight months. Yeah. But like, um, I want to get to this in a second. Um, actually I'm just going to go and do it now. Movies like this, in my opinion, did I ever finish without my my little my little part of the intro? Basically, I, I so my my initial impression. <laughs> I have to finish my thought. Sorry, my initial initial impression is is that um, I liked this. I actually liked this one better than Pulp Fiction. <gasps> and I know that's, that's fine. And and I had to like get away from this movie. Like I watched it earlier today. And it, like, if you would have asked me ten minutes after I watched this, 
you know, so, you know, where are you going to rank this? It would probably have been pretty low on mm-hmm. our, on our film, on our, on our, uh, on our, you know, CSR list. Uh, but as I'm kind of away from it and I read some of the trivia and I've been kind of listening back to the clips and stuff that to capture the audio, it's, it's actually kind of growing on me a little bit, but Sam, like you said, <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch it anytime soon. Um, so, well, I'm, I'm kind of the same way about Pulp Fiction and I actually have to agree with you, Sean, Pulp Fiction is, is a good movie because I think he had a lot more input in terms of others helping him, mm-hmm. but this movie had energy. Throughout the entire thing, Pulp Fiction is kind of up and down sometimes. Yeah, this movie starts okay. That opening scene, I literally could have done without it. You know, the only reason in the why, diner. Yeah, the only reason why it's there is to establish that all these guys know each other. Um, and so, saying while you were doing your opening, you're talking about how it's definitely a Tarantino film, and you can tell yeah. because there's dialogue <laughs> that some people care about and others don't. Corny is again with me in the studio. And I so, showed him my uh, my show notes in my first corny. Read what my first note is. I don't have my. Hold on. He didn't have his glasses. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot about reading and things. People are old. <laughs> More talking about things I don't care about. <laughs> Definitely a Tarantino film. Yep. <laughs> I don't care about what Tarantino thinks like a virgin is about. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And on the opposite side, I actually absolutely loved that setup. Yeah. And for me, that's just, I like the, because it has no, that setup and the rest of the movie have nothing in common with each other. Right. And I love that. Yeah. See, the thing is, is like, what that does to me is that it shows that the Tarantino character, whatever his color was, to me, it says that he's kind of a jerk and he's a know it all, right? Yeah. So I expected that to matter in the movie. He never comes back in the movie. You know, so yeah, he comes back very briefly. He, he comes back as he's, I guess he's crashed into a car. So I learned two things about his character. <laughs> he's a, he's, he's a know-it-all kind of a-hole and he sucks at driving. Like there's only <laughs> two things I know about that character. So have, if you want to have that story, have someone else tell it. Yeah. Have someone who's supposed to be the know-it-all tell that story, you know, like that stupid jumpsuit Eddie. Let him tell that story because he's talking about movie characters and TV shows and the, the, the ladies and stuff later on. Like maybe he, like I say, he should have told the story, but Tarantino needs to talk on in front of his in camera. And I get that. Yeah. And then Mr. Blue, who's not in the movie except for that opening scene. Why was he even there? Um, <laughs> um, and then Cause somebody had to die there. The only the other thing that I actually thought was pretty cool, and I only knew this because I again read it in the trivia. But then again, when you read when I read the stuff and I digest it, I'm like, oh, that makes it much better. There's actually mm-hmm. a foreshadowing moment in the in that diner scene about Mr. Orange being the rat, and that when when Joe comes back to the table and says, "Who didn't put a dollar in?" It's Mr. Orange who says, "He." Mr. Pink says he doesn't believe in tipping. He writes him out. And that's supposed to be the foreshadow. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Huh. Like little stuff like that makes me like the movie a little bit better. The uh like a virgin moments don't. <laughs> you know, the, well let, the, let the, me put this in front. Let me let me serve this plate in front of you, Sean. Before before you serve the plate, but uh, and I'm not gonna tip you, okay? Because <laughs> because I liked that part of the movie. I liked that part because it showed 
It it, <laughs> it, it, it built went to his character that I am a yeah. shrewd, a hole, self indulged dude. It doesn't matter what you did. The only way I'm going to give you a tip is if you give me six cups of coffee, which is a lot of coffee, by the way, or you take yeah. me back into the back and give me a in the back. So. Anyway, a plush toy. I don't. I don't yeah, know. yeah, a squeaky toy. That's what. That's what I was trying to make the reference to. So you know what I'm saying? Like I actually liked that part, which is why I captured the audio, because it it built to his character, and so through. And he was consistent the whole time, the whole time of the rest of the movie. I you know, he was kind of jerkish. He was that or, just, well. He's he is looking out for himself. Yes, you know, absolutely. He's, and it, and there's nothing really wrong with that. This is just, he's like, I'm a professional. This is what I do. I don't really know you guys that well. I don't have a bond with you guys. So I'm going to do what, I'm going to, you know, Kaitel is trying to take care of the guy on the floor bleeding to death. And and then everyone else owes allegiance to Joe. Yeah. You know, so I was very cool with that. Now, serve me this thing in which I will not tip you. (laughs) All right. There are two writers in Hollywood that I would put up on a pedestal uh, against a whole lot of other writers, Joss right? Whedon. And I, I wouldn't put Joss up there as a writer. Um, as a visionary, yes. He's a really good writer, though. Um, yeah. But I would put I would put Tarantino up there because he can write. He makes language sound good. He does, even if it's bad language. He makes it sound cool, right? And the other one I would put up there would probably be Aaron Sorkin. Okay. In in terms of making language sound, like I can't take on. anything you're saying seriously with that dog. Whatever is happening in the background, Molly, stop it! <laughs> stop it! All right, come on, down. She's digging on the bed. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so you got Aaron Sorkin and you got Tarantino. Okay. I I would Two take Sorkin. Very different writing styles. Very different writing writing styles. But I I think I would take. Sorkin uh, over Tarantino because I believe Sorkin has the ability to make a broader audience connect than Tarantino. I'd still take Joss Whedon over all of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really hasn't made a bad go, film. Go rewatch <laughs> Serenity. Oh, uh, don't you know, get you know me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wrote that. Okay. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying. God, I want to do that for this show. Oh, well. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, but anyway, the, the two eh, mediocre plates, best. The two plates in front of you. I uh, I would go see a Sorkin movie because it's a Sorkin movie. I'd go see a Tarantino because it's a Tarantino film. Sorkin doesn't no, do much film, does he? Who does? Sorkin. He doesn't do much film. He, he does a few. He does. He does some. Um, I might have to look on IMDb. But I'm, I'm literally I doing he, that right now. Go, yeah. Keep keep so, with your 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 thoughts. Whatever. Um. But uh, Tarantino has a problem with his with feet. randomness sometimes, and, and yes, feet of course. But just like you said, the, the the like a virgin, there there wasn't any need for it other than for the guys to try to sound cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I there's not a whole lot of that in in Sorkin work um, out there. But uh, you know, it'd be a heck of a lot of fun if those two got together. And tried to come up with a script together. That that that'd be an interesting room to be in. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine that one waitress has to walk by and hear that. <laughs> server, I should say server waitresses. Yeah, there name. you go, there you go. Um, I'm I mean, sorry. obviously Sorkin, you know, he's got the newsroom thing going, West Wing, the TV stuff. 
But, you know, he did Social Network, Few Good Men, Moneyball. Um, he wrote The Social Network? Yeah, Charlie Wilson's War. So you're uh, you're on his web you're on his page. IMDb, yeah. I'm still trying so. to get there. <laughs> but those types of movies are a heck of a lot of fun and I love the way just you know the language language comes out. There it is. Aaron Sorkin. I keep calling him Alan. Forgive me. Aaron Sorkin. I called him Alan. Yeah. So yeah, Social Network was actually a really good movie. Um, but I thought it was because of the director, not just because of the writing. Anyway, um, yeah. because I like David um, fin- Fincher. Fincher, yeah. Well, Fincher also did uh, Fight Club, right? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Anyway. So, anyway. So, anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. That no, that's, no, that's, it's just interesting that we got two people who are mastering the English language in their very own ways. But uh, Well, you can't even just say the English language for what it's worth because... For all of all the things that I hated, and I mean hated, about Inglorious Bastards, his his command of the French and German languages are again are the same thing. Now he's obviously just writing them in English, and then someone translates them. Mm-hmm. But obviously the translations have to work. Because Sam, you know, because you speak some German, translations yeah. don't always are not. Yeah, apples you, you to can't apples. just plug it into Google Translate and. Right. Uh, and, and make it work. And, it work. And, and I still say to the, this day that farmhouse scene is one of the most intense scenes oh, I've yeah. ever seen in uh, Inglorious. That's it, just and my experience in Glorious Bastards is after that scene, I I no longer cared about anything else in that movie because that <laughs> that moment was so intense that after that I was like, there's nothing else in this movie that could be more intense than that moment. <laughs> and at that, and I, I, I kind of, and then once, and again, this is my own fault for not realizing that, that it was a kind of a farcical type movie. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, wait a minute, they didn't, Hitler doesn't die like that. And then that, anyway, <laughs> so, so the, the point that I was going to make about eight or nine minutes ago before we went on that little, that little uh, journey, which was good. I enjoyed that journey. Yeah. Thank you. Movies like this, and I'm not blaming Tarantino. That's not the point. The point is, movies like this, along with a lot of other movies in the, of this genre and type, are why I think people, especially in the 90s, hated the LAPD. Mm. Okay? Now, and it's just LAPD, you know? Because for some reason, New York cops were different. New York cops were dirty. And not dirty as in, like, Bad cops. I mean, like they were hard. On the take? No, 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 no. Not like uh, like in Gotham, where everyone literally is on the take. I mean, like they were hard nosed, gritty. They got the job done. Cops. You think of Bruce All of Willis them are from Franz. All of them. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. You think of the TV shows NYPD Blue and yeah, um, Homicide, and that was New York, right? I think it was. Yeah. Um, and, and Law and Order. Um, and even like Die Hard, right? So like Bruce Willis goes to L.A. and and he hates L.A. because it's L.A. You know, like for some reason, and the Rodney King thing I think also helped. Yeah, perpetrate. When was oh, that? It was early, it was early, 90s. early nineties, wasn't it? Very I think early. that kind of helped. Still in Florida at that point. Yeah, that helped perpetrate the whole idea that LAPD sucks. Um, and I got a good buddy. I don't know if he listened to this show or not. Who was uh, he? Was Orange County Police, which is. The county that L.A. Is, is next to, I think. Isn't that the rich one? Yeah, and he um, the O.C. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> he Orange County. I, mean, I don't remember. Anyway, he he was based out of Los Angeles. I can't remember where. 
And 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 the, but he was a cop during the late '90s, early two, or the 2000s, I should say. He's not that much older than I am, uh, and he's obviously a good dude. And 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 but and that shift has changed. But there was something about the '90s, early '90s, that L.A. cops were just these prima donna. I mean, you look at Beverly Hills Cop, the oh movie that we did, <laughs> the 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 Foley, the Chicago cop who this is what police work is and and we have a we have a dirty police station and everything we do we have to do like he's a cop and he lives in his crappy apartment and he has a beat up car and then he goes to LA and 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 the police are driving around in a Mercedes and you know what I'm saying and they get thrown through windows and this things like that This is the nicest police car I've ever been in Exactly you know what I'm saying like I don't know what it is so even in this movie one when he's telling that fake story all those cops look like dudes from LA you know, like they all had bleach blonde hair and they were all big <laughs> muscly dudes. Very clean cut. Right. Like you weren't they weren't these fat dudes that are eating donuts. Second thing is these cops in this movie were the worst cops <laughs> ever. Okay. okay. And, and, and uh, did anybody notice in the shootout with Steve Buccimi? Buccimi? Buccimi. Yeah. Buccimi. The and I know they probably didn't have budgets for it, but the four cops could not hit the car. Yeah, with yeah. a bullet. They and they were maybe twenty yards away. Well, yeah. Let's let's forget about the fact that they're bad shots because it, it they needed to, they needed Bushimi to get get away unscathed, literally. Um, let's forget about that part, okay? I'm okay. talking about these guys are these police officers are as inept as the police officers in. The the uh, the ghost movie that we watched with Michael J. Fox. <laughs> oh my god, the Frighteners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if this movie wasn't such a serious type of thing, because most you don't see a lot of the cops, so there's not a lot of like, it's not like we could play the uh, yakety sax music over the cops doing stupid things like you could in that movie. But like, we only ever see a handful of cops. So like the so Mr. Orange's handler right is he's coaching him how to be a cop right, but. Let's think about this. The police who knew about this thing, who knew about the crime, when it was going to take place, where the people were going to be, and they <laughs> still let everyone escape. Okay? Now, Mr. Blue died, I think, in the in the robbery, and then obviously mm -hmm. uh, Tarantino died because he's a bad driver. <laughs> all right? But they all were able to leave the building in cars. So, all right? so that's, that's, that, that shows you how bad they are. So unless that was part of the game, if that was part of the of the the, of the the cops' plan to let them escape and get them so they can get the boss into a warehouse together, right? Yeah. Then mm -hmm. again, why weren't the cops like right outside the door, right? So they let that cop get his ear cut off, and then oh, other yeah. dude is bleeding on the floor, and they're talking. He's like, "Where are the cops?" He's like, "They're just down the street." They're terrible. Why don't they have this place? You know what I'm saying? Like, why don't they have this place bugged? Why don't they, at the moment they realize that one of their guys is bleeding out on the floor, do they rush in? Who cares about the collar at that point? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this, I, I, that's, that's what's screaming in my brain the entire time I'm watching this. Once we realize that he's a cop, once he says, I'm a cop, I'm like, where are your cop buddies? Why isn't this place swarming yeah. with SWAT? Like, that's all my brain was screaming. And it's like, you are the worst cops ever. And not only do they do that, but then they still let Harvey Keitel... Does he kill Mr. Orange? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so they let him do. They let he does that. So he kills his buddy. Uh, there or he, they they let they see. I mean, like the moment you see. Anyway, just the ineptitude of the LAPD in this movie is so painful that I'm thinking this is prop this movie not this movie specifically, but movies like this are the reason why I think people hate the LAPD. Anyway, um, <laughs> why why in the heck did Mister Orange tell him he was a cop? Because he felt bad, it was guilt. Yeah, I say it's straight up guilt. Like all this stuff has happened, and you know. They had the, the Mexican standoff, which, by the way, I does think I do think shows up in most Tarantino movies. Yeah, um, yeah, at some point. With with that standoff, can I just ask a question? Okay. Who killed? Who pointed? Who killed the guy in the blue? Like, yeah, who, that was my question. Okay, so uh, like, uh, I stopped it, it and re rewound the film. So I have like three, four times, and I still couldn't you? figure out who who shot him. So you want me to tell you who? It was. It was. What's his name? It's supposed uh, to have been Harvey Keitel. He's supposed. You know who? You know who I really want it to be though. Oh, Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. Well, because I want him to be be like, oh, well, you know, no one's left. I get the goods. Well, so what actually happened was, is that again, low budget. You only get to do certain takes once, especially special effects and involving wardrobe, because most of that wardrobe was their own. Okay, so jumpsuit Eddie, right? His squib packs went off early. So what was supposed to happen was, is that Kaitel, the, the Joe shoots the cop, Kaitel shoots Joe, Eddie shoots Kaitel, who spins and shoots him, but but Eddie's squib pack went off before Kaitel had a chance to turn on him, so that's why it's just there's just a hard cut and he's on the floor dead. Because um, because there was a bunch of rumors that had come out from when the movie came out in the 90s that it was Steve Buscemi. It was the yeah. this unknown gunman from somewhere off screen. And then... On the grassy knoll. Right. You know, um, but but then, that, again, though, that kind of makes it fun because it makes you talk about it. It makes you think about it. Right. Well, but Tarantino is the one that came out on the DVD commentary and said, no, it was just the squib went off by accident. It was supposed to have been tight Kaitel. Yeah, though the the idea of having Bushimi do it actually would have been kind of cool, yeah. Because again, because he again he owes no allegiance to those guys, and if he kills that guy, there's no one left to keep to keep him from just taking the diamonds. Yeah. So that would have you know that would have just continued his of what he was anyway. Uh, did you guys notice the little uh, thing that he said that he used to work uh, in that whole I don't tip people that he used to. Uh, Work uh, minimum wage, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. That's a nod to uh, what would later be his uh, ref, uh, his uh, job in Pulp Fiction. Oh. Huh. And then, so what I meant earlier, I, someone mentioned something about. You can tell that it's very familiar to Pulp Fiction. I said they're physically connected. Yes. So, Mister Blonde, uh, we learn in the movie because it's said in the in the um, thing that his name is Vince. Well, we learned that his last name actually is Vince Vega. And he is the brother of Daniel, uh, of um, Pulp Fiction. John Travolta. John Travolta's character. They're, they're <laughs> brothers. And there was, there was talk of there actually being a movie of the two of them as brothers 
doing heists and doing bad things before they split off to go join their prospective gangs, I guess. Interesting. Uh, but they both got too old and fat to do it. So anyway, this is kind of a funny thing. Um, wow, we're almost like an hour into this, and I haven't played any clips. So, um, <laughs> Well, can we is the big question. <laughs> no, we and can't. Still, and still keep our rating on iTunes. Uh, I, again, I edited a lot of this stuff out. Um, there was not a whole lot of humor in this movie. Um, for I think for reason. There's no joy. There's no humor. Um, and, and, and the point of these audio clips isn't always just to play humorous things. Uh, but I did capture this. If you kind of take it, not with a grain of salt, but just kind of on, on, the, on the nose, it's kind of humorous. Anyway, just, just listen. Typed a couple of cops. Did you kill anybody? A few cops. No real people? Just cops. <laughs> you know, like... No real people, because cops are not real people. They're they're <laughs> pigs, you know. Like they're 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 d- disposable things that we can that are just that makes that, are that just, makes me so sad. <laughs> just yeah. Oh, uh, knowing you know having good cop friends, it's just like oh lord, what yeah. they have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought this one was kind of fun. <clears throat> are you gonna bark all day, little doggy, or are you gonna bite? Now, my intention of capturing that audio clip literally was so that I could somehow pull in the uh, the the Tucker Dale oh. the, the, <laughs> the gag from that. <laughs> but Corny ruined that joke. So damn right I did. Because <laughs> that was that was the, the gag I was gonna do. So I was gonna play. You know, are you gonna bark all day, little doggy, or are you gonna bite? <laughs> If you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really mad. That was that was the point. I was that was the thing I was gonna do. That's okay. <laughs> I appreciate it, Sean. We really need to watch that movie together at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um. I thought this was kind of funny. Listen, I'm sorry. I should have picked you up myself. I was. I mean, it's been this week's been crazy. I've my head on my ass the whole time. It's funny you should say that because that was me and your daddy were just talking about. And I should have picked you up. No, that you had your head up your ass. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So, if you didn't know that that was uh, Sean Penn's brother, I forgot his name, something Penn. Alex. Uh, Ink. Uh, what? Ink. No. Penn. Penn Ink? <laughs> no. Alex Penn? No. no Ink Penn. No. Ink Penn. Oh, Ink Penn. Um, okay. Uh, Iron, or, Iron Penn? Or his French cousin, Fountaine. <laughs> <laughs> that one's actually good. Chris Penn is his actual name. But uh, but Chad wins another point for that. Oh my gosh, Fountain Pen, that's hysterical. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love Chad, that. you're killing it tonight. You really are. Just taking names and cutting ears off. Um, what was I gonna say? Crap, I don't remember. Oh, did he remind you guys of Joe Pesci a little bit? Who? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Or jumpsuit Eddie? Yeah, jumpsuit Eddie. That's what I'm going to call him because he wore a, tra- a tracksuit the whole time. Oh, what? No, I, I get that. But if you look, if you look on the uh, on the on the movie poster, he's wearing a suit. Yeah, a suit and tie. Again, oh. I, again, the reason why he's wearing that is because of budgets. They couldn't afford the the clothes that Cart Keitel is wearing is his suit, and most of everyone else was donated by. A friend of the of the of 
the production, you know. I mean, just, really, they couldn't go to Men's Warehouse and get they, like they, or one jo- point, or, is it jo- or is it Joseph A. Banks? But well, it's got the buy one get four free. Joseph A. <laughs> Bank is doing that, yeah. On ESPN, they get they do that all the time. Um, maybe they weren't doing that in '92. Who knows? Maybe suits were more expensive. <laughs> uh, and and no offense, why in the heck would everybody be? Uh oh. We lost Was Sam. Bad? <laughs> oh, there he is. What were you saying, Sam? Uh-oh. Skype. Hello? There you are. Okay. Why would you wear the same thing? If you're having to run away or get away and you're all wearing the same thing, wouldn't it be easier to track you down? I don't know. It worked for the Blues Brothers for many you're years. Just wearing a black, <laughs> you're just wearing a black suit. I mean, I'm... I don't know. I just... I think they would have been smarter than that, but... Uh, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I think they should have been wearing masks. But... Yeah. Uh, I thought this was kind of funny. This was labeled accidental rap. I don't know who did what. I don't, I don't know who's got to lose. I don't know if anybody's got to lose. I don't know who's dead. I don't know who's alive. I don't know who's caught. I don't know who's not. Nah. All right. I love that music in the background. I almost <laughs> wish I'd capture some more of that. I don't know who did what. Anyway. Um. But I didn't. Um, he he actually reminded me of a dude I used to work with in, during my internship. Um, he physically like looks like that guy, and it's just it's driving me crazy because I I literally could not stand that guy. He was a total waste of a human being. But anyway, <laughs> um, that's okay because I know he doesn't listen to this show. So anyway, um, that'd be weird if he did. Get like a Facebook message from him or something. Hey man, you're an a-hole. Yeah, well, suck it. You suck. Um, suck it. You're you're kind of the reason why the company went under. Anyway, um, oh. did you hear? Did you hear the Marvel connection in this movie? Because I yes. did. Yes, I did. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> it was this thing. You remember the Fantastic Four? Oh yeah, with that uh, invisible bitch and uh, flame on. <laughs> thing. Looks just like the thing. Some more editing, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus Tim Roth was in the Hulk. So the Incredible Hulk. So where you go. Um, yeah. By the way, Tim Roth's head is way too large for his body. I, I just I can't <laughs> I can't unsee the fact that his head is like half the size of his body. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like he'd fall over. Gravity yes. would take place and he would just topple. Um, I'm going to run through a couple of little things, other little points I made in my notes before we get to, um, uh, our top three. Um, the, in the, in the joke, again, this goes back to why people hate LAPD and I think cops in general in the joke. I know it was a joke and that these cops aren't real, but they're perceived to be real because that's how we perceive cops. And they're standing in a bathroom for some reason with a dog for some reason telling a joke about how he almost shot some civilian because the guy was nervous and he was reaching for his glove box to get his license and registration. And, you know, it's like, like stuff like that is part of the reason why cops are have such bad names now. You know, like, obviously that joke wouldn't work in 2015. Um, no. Anyway, I uh, just thought that was, I was just, again, in 2015, me watching this movie, I was like, that's yeah, a little awkward. Um, definitely tell you're in a Tarantino film when you get the N word dropped a bunch of times. I thought that was really weird, but again, that's just the way it is. And this, his movies, um, I did make a reference to the fact that they stole the music from the guardians of the galaxy. Um, 
obviously it's not real, but you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know if that whole bit when he was like, why do I have to be Mr. Pink? It sounds like the word I'm not going to say on air. And he says, well, deal with it. Like, I didn't know if that was supposed to be funny or not, but I didn't laugh, but it, it kind of made me, uh, it was, an, it was another moment of why are we only doing this to get to an hour and 45? Um, I think so. It just seemed like filler to me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, some of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was waiting for it to be funny, but it never was. Anyway, um, they also had a lot of issues with uh, guy with uh, Joe. He kept forgetting his lines, which is kind of funny too. Um, uh, I'm, and the last one I want to mention is uh, so if Mister Orange, so think about this, Mister Orange, who is a cop, and we know that now because we've seen the movie. Yeah, he he is shot by the girl who he carjacks. And in turn, he kills, right? Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He kills mm-hmm. her. So let's just pretend for half a moment that Harvey Keitel doesn't shoot him in the head at the end of the movie. That he, these cop buddies come in and they, they, they kill Keitel and they, they revive him. And then they're going about the, the after action report. They're like, all right, well, good job. You got the crime boss. You, you, you know, you let him, your buddy here killed him. So, you know, good job there. And you, the diamonds got away though, so not good job there. Oh, no, I don't think they did. No, uh, 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 Mr. Pink, Mr. Pink gets away. Does he really? Are you sure? Oh, yeah. I thought I thought uh, I read somewhere that you heard. If you listen really carefully, the cops were can, saying, you oh, know, yeah, you're right, you're right. He lived. They get out of the he, car. But get he, out of the car. Yeah, he runs. You hear shots fired, and then you hear the actual arrest. So that oh, he actually does yeah. live. You're right. He was the only one that lived, which was the point, I think, in the credit, in the trivia. Yeah. But all right, so let's say, so so we got the diamonds back, so good job. But you shot a civilian. So, jail. <laughs> well, mean, however, he, I, I didn't see, were there other people around? Because he could have easily see, said that Keitel did it. Uh, right? What a, what a horrible human being he would be then. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But, it's, yeah. the, the but guy would you who, blame him? I mean, if you were facing, like, <laughs> wait, you're a hero, or you're going to jail for murder. Yeah, well, yeah. anyway. Or you I'd could just pretty... blame it on this dead guy. Oh, we're yeah, going to... Ma- I mean, but, you'd have to live with it yeah, for the but, rest of your life. But... but, yeah, 92, they still had ballistics. Yeah. You know, like, oh, the bullet that we pulled out of her matches your gun. Don't know what you're talking he about. Was, he was holding my gun. Uh, okay. Anyway. All but would say, they, would they I'm, even run a ballistics? Uh, that's another story. They Moving on. Anyway, CSI. Um, good job. Uh, <laughs> CSR. The only tropes I wrote was the intro for each character, which is a good trope. I like that trope. Uh, it, it, I still think it works in movies when you have you, you show everybody together, and then this is how they meet. Um, and then cops like donuts. They still did that gag, and it made me laugh. Um I was going to ask, did we have, was that a torture montage? No. Okay. No, no. no. There was nice music, try, though. There was music playing, and uh, that rap music made me laugh. But uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to read just a few, one, more, like one more little piece of trivia here. Um, uh, Madonna actually sent Tarantino a copy of her CD and said, it's not about a dick, it's about love. Um which is kind of funny. Michael Madsen had difficulty with the torture scenes. Uh, so that's part of the reason why the camera like 
goes away from the scene that's happening is because he was having a, a physical heart. He was literally having physically a hard time acting the scene out and that the original scene called for, they'd put a little hose behind his actual ear and he was supposed to get blood all over him and stuff. And then the, and then the, the cop, ad-libbed the line i have a son or something like that and madsen who just became a father oh like oh, man. like it was emotionally hard for him to do um I can't, see i have a hard time seeing that in him just because he's a freaking psycho? insane person yeah you know or his care i'm sorry his character, his character is, is insane person it, he might be the nicest guy in the world but I don't know if I'd want to be in the same room with him after seeing this movie. Uh, I'll say the same about you, Sam. F bomb was dropped. Yeah. What's the? What do you think, Corny? You can read my your whatever, but oh, I hadn't read it yet. Um, what do you think? How many minutes? How many minutes were in the movie? Uh, I don't know. It was an hour and forty-five. So, so that's uh, ninety, a hundred and five. Yeah. So I'm saying. I'm gonna say ninety-five. I'm gonna say seventy. Sam, uh, you ran through uh, some of double that. Double that. Uh, two hundred and ten. Two hundred and seventy-two. <laughs> Holy crap! Jeez. Wait, 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 wait. Does, does that count for the time that Sam Jackson walked through set? Yeah, for two minutes. Um, My gosh! Right. Um, do people really use that word that many times? I don't know. We might have back then. Have you know. ever gone to a high school? <laughs> since it was a different time. Yeah, it was a different time. That's right. There you go. Um, that's it. Shoot. Now time for this. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> time for our top three. This week we decided to do, uh, the way I wrote it was top three undercover agents of the law movies. So, meaning like I didn't want to say cop and then somebody's like, well, he's an FBI agent. He's not a cop. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Yeah. So, Agents of the Law, top three, undercover movies, Chad. I had a really hard time with this. I'm not going to lie. And so, I'm I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to try and play the game, but um, really, <laughs> you're going to get a, you're going to get a number one from me, and it's not really a number one uh It's just film. the one you could think of? It's the only one I could think of. Okay. <laughs> and really, pretty much anything James Bondish. Not bondage. Oh, James I bondage. never thought about that. Okay, good job. I'll, I'll accept that. I'll accept all twenty-seven films that he's done. I mean, not in every single one of them has he been, you know, played an undercover undercover. Well, type. most of the time he does, though. I mean, normally, like, I mean, he might introduce himself as James Bond, but you know, he's not introducing himself as, oh, hey, I work for MI6. You know, right. So yeah, I, I buy that. I'm with you. Okay. So good. Oh, okay. Of the Bond ones, what's your favorite? Ooh. Give us, give us the number one of that. Um. I like. I, I have to go back to Sean Connery. This um, from Russia with love. Okay. I have not seen any Sean Connery ones, and I feel. Bad oh, you it. are missing. I, I, I thought I, you had this vast list of movies you've seen. And you haven't seen the Sean Connery Bonds? I've seen every Bond film since Pierce Brosnan's start. And, wow. And uh, Moonraker. <laughs> and Moonraker's terrible. <laughs> Moonraker is terrible. Oh, yeah. Sean, that disappoints me. I, I get it. Hey, it's part of my list. <laughs> the angry Scotsman will not oh, be pleased yeah, with this. My Sean, the angry Scotsman, would be very mad. Yeah, that's actually not bad. Um, corny. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Undercover Brother. 
with uh, <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> Corny and I watched that movie together in college, and I fell asleep through the whole thing. Yes, I love that movie. <laughs> All right, uh, number two, I'm going to go with Face Off. Take his okay. face off. Yeah, John John Woo film and uh, Beverly Hills Cop because. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know he's not really. It, it was funny, yeah, because I was look. I was doing my research for this thing too, and Beverly Hills Cop kept popping up on these. Top yeah, 10 I lists. saw that too. I'm like, no. And I kept racking my brain, like, how is he undercover? But I guess it's that in he's LA, LA, he's not a you know, he's not an LA p- cop, so he's acting uh, like he's undercover. So I'll buy it. I'll allow it. Well, no, no. isn't the opening opening sequence in the undercover there? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, it's in, true. In trucks and. No, but everything else go. throughout the, you know, he's he's pretending to be uh, a health inspector. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have herpes simplex 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. I'm glad we did that movie. Really yes. Uh, Sam. All right. Uh, my number three, I've got, I just watched it this past weekend, The Raid 2. All right. I think I, I mentioned to Corny oh, yeah, about did. it. I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it, man. Watch yeah, it. It, it, it starts... A little slow, uh, but my good lord, does it does it uh, put in some action towards the end? Um, That's what she said. <laughs> it, you'll you'll never look at hammers used as weapons in the same way again. I'll just say that. Um, about MC my Hammer? number my number two is Face Off, uh, Tra- Travolta and Cage in a movie where Cage wasn't too bad, which is pretty good, I guess. Well, isn't he isn't he the bad guy? Um. Yes and no. Depends <laughs> on sure. who's, uh, who's, who's face is wearing what. For the majority yeah. of the film, isn't he playing the bad guy or the good guy? He's the good guy. God, the oh, okay, good I, guy. Could, I couldn't remember. Because yeah. he plays That's... a pretty good bad guy. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, my number one is The Departed. Yeah. Um, and if yeah. you haven't seen that, uh, it's wow. A, it's a good film. And that's that's got undercover on both sides, I believe. Both yeah. an undercover cop and an undercover... Rat? Gangster yeah, whatever guy. In the cops, yeah. yeah, and then that has an ending that will holy cow, yeah. I, I literally yeah, think, think that yeah. Scorsese was like, "Hey, Tarantino, God. hey Tarantino, how would you end this? Everyone dies. Brilliant. <laughs> then that's what I'll do. Yeah. What about what about Anthony Anderson? He's hilarious. Kill him. All right. <laughs> Spoiler. In some horrific ways, or oh just you know, randomly. Yeah, because you don't expect it. Ways. Yeah. No, don't at, at all. And, and I kind of have a, an honorable mention in uh, Star Wars: A New Hope. They go undercover on the Death Star oh, to uh, oh. to get to the uh, the Chad? prison. I'm, I'm having a hard time because they're not going undercover; they're wearing a disguise. Well, it's Chad, if you allow this, I will. I I'm you. not going to allow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but like, they're yeah. not—they're not undercover. Like, they're just wearing a disguise. They're undercover. Hey, I saw somebody <laughs> in the bed, and they were undercover. Does that count? No. Overruled. Moving on. What about uh, you, Sean? What you got? I wrote down four. So, honorable mention: uh, Fast and Furious, The Fast yeah. and The Furious. I, I didn't like the first one. So, which one was that in the, the series? It was the first, the first one, one with Paul Walker when he was still a yeah. cop, and he's. Um, I only give that an honorable mention because because of the fact that it's a thing that happens, but he's it's not a good movie and he, he didn't oh. act very well in it either. Uh, but whatever. How no. the heck that thing is still going on? I don't understand. A, the, 
the newer ones are kind of fun, but still. It's just been Speak, speaking of that, really, um, it's all movies. The last three, one, the, so the one that just came out, and then the two before it. So the ones with The Rock that got like real actiony and like made yep. a billion dollars. Yeah. That director is directing the new Star Trek film. Oh, the new Star oh, Trek dear. three. It's gonna be uh, all the nerds are like. Uh, so we're not really sure what to expect. Um, number f- uh, three, the Fifth Element. Because Bruce Willis goes undercover as an army guy into space to get things and whatever. That's true. Number two, nice. Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Tuma. I num- forgot about <clears> that. <throat> and number one lame. is... What? What? Did you say lame? He did, actually. What? I, 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 These are brilliant. I don't know. Somebody's throwing stuff. <laughs> you going to build a fire? Um, and number one, I have to depart it. There you go. Um, yeah. If it's no Scottish, it's crap. All right, Angry Scotsman, tell, give us a rant, if you will. Good evening, you bastards. Well, I see that your uh, live show went off without a hitch, huh? That's really great. Good for you. Guess what I was doing instead of being there? Oh my I had all intentions of flying across the pond and coming to see you and watch your live show. But I got to spend the evening detained by my friends, the TSA agents. <laughs> Apparently, you can no longer take an open bottle of whiskey on a plane. Didn't know they changed that rule. Not sure when that happened. I, think I haven't flown always, since 1984. That's always been a thing. I'm pretty sure that uh, it was okay then. I tried to tell them that, I, you know, I'm pilot. I'm black. I'm black. I'm black. So I, I don't know. I have my license. Sure, it's like driving a car, right? Yeah, it's, it's got like a clutch. As long as you got someone and, talking uh, you down, a you gas can fly pedal, I'm sure. So I don't know why it was a big fuss. But anyway, I was here, you were there, and you watched a terrible, just ungodly piece of shit film. Yep. Star yep. Crash. Star Crash. Really? Star Crash. I can't say much more about it. All right, the director never saw Star Wars. I cry bullshit on that. Right. Um, this screams Star Wars. And there's a laser sword. There's a chicken in a bikini. And all right, so Carrie Fisher in Star Wars is not all that great. But the idea, the principle is still there. And then we have a guy in a black mechanical suit. Really? I mean, yes, Darth Vader didn't sound like, uh, you know, trailer park trash from Alabama, a drunk Matthew McConaughey. But, uh, again, the idea is there. I don't know who the prop guy was, but he should have never been hired. Uh, We need you to build a spaceship, sir. Oh, okay, I've got this, no problem. Uh, I, I need to get all the shit I can find and... Glue it together. Just everything. Give me Coke cans. Give me popsicle sticks. Give me fucking toys. Just give me everything you've got. And glue it together. Really? No imagination was put into this at all. I literally saw a tape dispenser. Like scotch tape. All right? My favorite kind. Glued to the space. I, I was... Uh, I couldn't even focus on what was happening in the film. Uh, we decided here that no one in this movie can do math. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. We killed the last uh, TIE fighter. No, you didn't. There's four more. I don't know who in their right mind said, uh, you know what we should watch? Star Crash. You know, it's like saying, oh, let's go do this for a laugh, guys. Let's go circumcise ourselves. Yeah, oh, fun. I don't know that you guys truly understand just how bad this is, but I literally hate you a little bit more than I normally do because of that. I, there are images burned into my brain that I will never unsee. I will never be able to forget them. So, thank you for that. Oh, and it's done. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, there you go. He just um, threw down his mic and walked away. He really That's... did. Well, well, he really hated Star Crash. Well, I'm sorry for you, but we had a good time. Um, I'm sorry for you, son. Uh, anyway, yeah. 99 movies and Star Crash ain't one. Real, um, uh, real quick, um, we haven't done this in a while, and we're running kind of late-ish. Uh, yeah. No, actually, we're not running that long for a normal episode, but it's just late, and we're all tired and old. Um, why? Why are we late there, Sean? It's. I'm not going to talk about it on air. Um, are you sure? Are you sure you, you don't want to talk about it? I don't want to talk about how I forgot to hit record after we recorded <laughs> after we talked to each other for like 11 minutes. I don't want to talk about that at all. I'm, so I'm not even going to mention it. Okay. Um. All right. So. Uh, <laughs> Wait. Um, this Sam giggling like a little girl is brought to uh, you by the fr- the French writing utensil Fontaine. Fontaine pen. Fontaine pen. Fontaine I'm pretty pen. sure he was part of the French Revolution, but I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, um, I uh, Sam, you said you watched the Raid Two. I yes. watched this weekend Into the Woods. Uh, oh, how was it? It was really good. Uh, I've not seen the musical itself, but the movie oh, okay. was fun. It was kind of confusing at some points, uh, but the music itself is pretty is pretty yummy. And the um, I watched um, Unbroken, that Angelina Jolie movie. That is a hard movie to watch. Um, really? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of a hard movie to watch because it's they um, they do some horrible things to. It, it's during it's during World War II, and Japanese were not friendly to people. So they were crazy. Yeah, uh, it's just a, it's just a, it's a, it was a good movie, and I'm kind of glad I watched it. But truth be told, the only reason why we watched it is because uh, by the time we got to the theater, it had already sold out of the movie we wanted to watch. So that's what we wanted. Which to movie watch. were you trying to go to? All right, that, I'm, I'll tell that story off here. Um, anyway, oh, that kind of is that the kind where you? No, you no, no. no it was, it was, I was with my wife, and we were going to see Taken. Doesn't matter. We were going to go see Taken Three, and, and oh, okay. Out. So anyway, um. So there's the story. No email this week. Um, please send us your email, g- uh, uh, cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Uh, anybody else watch anything? Oh, I, I, I watch John Wick. I have – here's the weird thing. Before you uh, – I'm going to talk for like 20 minutes. I saw this really You've cool article five. about um, kind of how – it was it was about, it was about during the – it was about the Razzies and how the Razzies this year are actually really funny because they're pairing them up. Like Kellen Lutz was nominated for a Razzie. Uh, for his movie Hercules, um, and it was uh, it, it was an on-screen duo between Kellen Lutz and his pecs. You know, like it's kind of you know what I'm saying like it's, it was funny like that. But they at the bottom they had Razzie um, kind of what's it called um, redemption. You know, like how 
such and such could be nominated for a movie, but then they do this movie. Like Bradley Cooper was nominated for uh, a Razzie for All About Brad, but then does American Sniper or Superlining's Playbook, you know? So Keanu Reeves has been nominated for like six Razzies, but then John Wick is supposedly like a really good film. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, so... Um... I don't know why it kind of popped up in like a news feed or something like that. I saw it and went, you know, some of them said, oh, that's the best Keanu Reeves, theme, uh, Reeves films in, uh, since the matrix, since right? The matrix. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, eh, I don't know. When you say something like that, that means that matrix might be, one, not matrix. Yeah, matrix but yeah. It might be garbage. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I kind of started reading the synopsis on it and, um, I'll tell you what won me over. The whole thing is driven because they kill his dog. Because they kill his dog. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's the kind of rage I want to see. Yeah. And so I, I watched it, and it is the, the whole setup, and it's not. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous. However, he he ha- he suffers from un- omniscience. Uh, oh uh, sure. And so because uh, there's there's literally three scenes where he's behind a wall, and you know does a split screen thing where you can see the enemy and him, and he just goes whoop. I'm gonna duck, and then they shoot and miss. I'm like, yeah, oh, come right. on. But it's anyway. I just saw that, and he actually goes, "Why would you do all this?" And he kind of goes, you "Killed my dog." You don't understand? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I mean, literally, he, he, he literally does say this. I don't think you understand. These boys killed my dog. I mean, like, I mean, that's obviously Mark Wahlberg, and that's the joke. But like, he, it's in the preview. Yeah. He says that. <laughs> he says that. I'm thinking to myself. Yeah. That is. Isn't it like the dog that his dying wife gave him yeah, or something? His wife is, you know, dead, and he, I mean, she's been dead like a day or two. Aww. And then this this dog shows up, and you know, he takes care of it. And um, I mean, he's this whole thing, this whole movie goes over the span of two days. But he kills a bunch of people. Oh, he kills a hell of a lot of people. Yeah, I want. To, I do want to see this movie. Uh, it, uh, other thing, real quick, before we uh, hit uh, hit the uh, button for Steve, um, I am watching on ABC Family, Gallivant. This show is hysterical, and if you're not watching it, you need to find a way to. They had Weird Al, Weird Al Yankovic on last week as a singing monk. It's hysterical, <laughs> okay. And Rutger Howard just showed up to to uh, to fight his brother. The King Richard, who is played by Lassiter from Psych. It is hysterical. It is a complete farce, and it's so funny. Anyway, watch Gallivant uh, on Sunday night. Um, there's their free advertisement. Is that it? That's it. Out of 10. Out of t- dang it. Right there. See? Out of 10. Uh, Chad, out of 10, what would you give this movie? Um, uh, how many uh, severed ears would you give this? You know, I'm going to give this six severed ears. Six. I wanted to say seven. I wanted to say seven, but it was a shave short. Sure. Okay. <laughs> wow. Nice. Wow. All right. So six. Okay. Uh, um. Um. Corny. I knew who your name was. I was just trying to think of something to say. Uh. uh corny. Um. How many? Uh. Uh. Um. Run into a parked car. Because you can't drive out of 10, would you give this? <laughs> he was shot in the head. Was that what happened? Because it looked like he... Yeah, I, I think he was shot in the head and he just kind of... Well, because he has like the blood thing from the head. So I, guess right, maybe... I thought he had the blood because he hit a car and he hit his head on a steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, I, mm. I don't know. They, it's they, not... didn't, they didn't have a makeup bullet on, or wound or anything. It was just blood on his head. I thought he hit his... Did, I mean... 
If you died from that, I mean, I guess he was going pretty fast. Whatever. Uh, I'll give it a Terran 10. Really? 10? No, actually, I just wanted oh. to say Chad's been on fire tonight. Damn it. Yeah, Chad's um, all over it. But I, I will give it an 8. <laughs> an 8? Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's nice. That's a good high number. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, so... <laughs> Sam. All right. Um, I think I would give this thing about six gallons of fake blood out of ten. Okay. Yeah. I, truth be told, I did not expect that. I, I expected Sam, you to be all over this movie, fighting for this thing, uh, and the rest of us kind of going against you for some reason. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a decent one. I enjoy it. Yeah. But... I just I just kind of uh, anticipated that for some reason. Huh. Um, I'm gonna give it a. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember what I gave Pulp Fiction. Um, it ended up being pretty high on our list, if I remember right. Yeah, I can't remember. What'd you give it a seven? Did I give it a seven? No, I'm guessing. But I bet you gave it a seven. I can't remember. Um, I would probably give this movie a seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. So you you enjoyed it more than I did. I kind of I kind of did. I had like I said. I don't know if, yeah, I, I don't know. I appreciate it for what it was, and I'm glad I watched it, and I don't know if I ever want to watch it again. <laughs> um, but it was, a, it was a good movie. I mean, it was a good film, you know, yeah. borderlining great. I mean, it, it set out to do a thing, and it did it really well. Just because it doesn't resonate with me, you know, you could have used a hundred F-bombs, and I still would have been like, eh, it's a little too much, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-hmm. Tone that down by about eighty percent, and, and and take out some of the useless dialogue. Then it turns into like an hour and fifteen minute movie. Um, but anyway, doesn't matter. Um, that's it, right? That's it. That's it. Now I can hit it's the button, a, right? Okay. Hit the button. Um, next week we're doing Galaxy Quest. Tim Allen's <laughs> epic Galaxy Quest. Um, we watched a bad space movie last week. Now we're going to watch a movie that's making fun of bad space movies next week. So My was... father's death will be avenged. Um, Chad is clearly the winner of this episode. Um, Very much so. Absolutely. Good job, Chad. Um, Suck it, Chad. Um, special thanks. Goes, Suck it. Thanks. Special thanks definitely goes out to uh, Stuart and helping us out last week, and he's oh, uh, yeah. uploading the video to YouTube for us. Um, so thanks, Stuart. Yeah. Uh, UNC down. Charlotte Brothers, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They start Rush Week this week. Not anyone cares, but thank you for those guys to find the alpha. Uh, Steve Everett, as always, steveeverett.net. He's on a boat right now singing. Still. He's on a boat. Uh, you need a bigger boat. Um, a boat visit boat. our website, cheap seat reviews at cheapseatreviews.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cheap seat reviews. At cheap seat cast is our Twitter handle, and email is cheap seat reviews at gmail.com. So on behalf of Corny, Chad, Sean, or Sam, this is Sean saying goodnight and wear earmuffs. A little bit of slice of life. <laughs> you kept me deep, Sean. <laughs> ah, your razor sharp wit. Oh, that would have been a good one, too. Oh, well. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to hit record. I'm just kidding.